Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. A record day for the Dow, up 89 points to end the week and head into the weekend at 21,271, up four-tenths of one percent. A very different story for the NASDAQ Composite Index, down 113 points, ending the week down 1.8 percent at 6207. S&P down two points to 2431, a drop today of one-tenth of one percent. The 10-year down 430 seconds, the yield there 2.2 percent. Gold down 960, the ounce 1269, down eight tenths of one percent. West Texas Intermediate Crude uh, higher by 27 cents a barrel, 45.91, up six tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. A growing number of real estate companies are ditching the paperwork and getting on the cloud. They're moving a lot of back-end functions to things that can be automated on the cloud. Bloomberg Spencer Soper says there are some great examples of this. One company in particular, Redfin, if you're on their website looking at a house you know, and you're lingering on that uh, listing for a little while, you might get a prompt. Like, are you interested in seeing this house? And if you say yes, they're collecting data constantly and They even know where their agents are at that moment in time because they're keeping all of this information through cloud computing. And then they can determine, you know, they might be able to show you that home within 45 minutes as opposed to waiting, you know, days to, you know, the usual time to to schedule an appointment to your home. Rival Zillow, meantime, uses Amazon Web Services to manage millions of listings. But Soper says he thinks the day when most people purchase online without actually seeing a home is still far away. And that's your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. This is Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. Red wine, and of all the things, Silver Oak Cellars in Napa Valley is known for its red wine, absolutely. Nate Weiss joins us right now. He's the director of winemaking uh, with Silver Oak, joining me here in the studio. Uh, and glad to see you. Yeah, glad to be here. Glad to see your little friends, Carol. It's happy hour somewhere, right? Here he goes. He's going to open up the bottle, pour it, make that sound on radio. Go ahead. God, that was an actual question. <laughs> that sounded fake, and that was real. That's Nate, a beautiful sound. So, Nate, as he pours, and just so you know, I love Silver Oak. I am just drinking my water on this Friday, so I kind of hate all of you there on the West Coast. That's a shame. That's a real shame. <laughs> it is a shame. Hey, listen. Um, oh, man, you know it smells like Napa Valley. <laughs> this is fantastic. So, please, Carol. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm just curious. So, you took over at Silver Oak uh, at the beginning of the year, the third winemaker at the storied uh, uh, winery. Um, but how is your perspective different, and how might the wine and the making of the wine be different? You know, uh, wine reflects the people that make it, so uh, it will change. How it's going to change is tough to say at the moment. I, I see the wine world very similarly to my, my predecessors, uh, Daniel Barron and Justin Meyer, so I think only time will tell. Well, it's interesting that you say that because time will tell. Does Corey and I spend so much time talking about technology and the things that are impacting how technology you know, machine learning, we just had a discussion about that, you know, how it's impacting everything, obviously the financial industry, but pick your industry and things are being impacted. How does technology impact you guys? Is it just in production or is it is it in production or is it in other ways? It's, it's kind of fascinating, right, that technology is, a, is affecting this 
thousands and thousands of year old industry called agriculture, but <laughs> the way we use it uh, in large part these days is actually in the vineyards, in the in the farming part of the business. How also, so? Well, you know, uh, one thing we're very concerned with during the season is the the water status of the vines. It plays a big role in wine quality ultimately, and we've had a lot of ways to sort of take discrete measurements, and they're kind of indirect measurements of what the plant is experiencing. And there's some new technology that's allowing us to get real-time data as to, to how much the plant's transpiring, which is uh, kind of a revolution, really, for us. Uh, it's interesting. I've been up to UC Davis, and I've seen some of the interesting things they're doing up there in terms of monitoring uh, winemaking and, and uh, you know, temperature monitoring of the of the tanks. And and uh, uh, you know, some, of the, some of the old filtration methods haven't changed a lot, but uh, um, it's it's just it's fascinating, sort of how much measurement of temperature and and water is is seems like it could make a huge difference. It is. Uh, you know, we, we think that uh, the plant having a little bit less water than it needs is is absolutely paramount to making a, a world-class wine. Nate, does it mean that you can take out of the equation of winemaking a bad year? I, you know, I don't know that you can necessarily. Um, in, order for the, in order for the plant to have a water deficit, you can't have a lot of rain, which is one of the beauties of working here in California is, is we have these, these sort of Indian summers where there just isn't that much rain. This, this is a slightly different year this year where we've had, you know, close to 60 inches in Napa mm. uh, during this rain season. Excuse me, rain yesterday? We had a little bit of rain yesterday. It's crazy this time of year. Um, uh, but you also, uh, in terms of sort of technology and changing, you also are, are very much involved with kind of environmental efforts in terms of uh, the winery and, and the, the materials used to, to build the winery and so on. Correct, yeah. So we, we built the first lead platinum, the, uh, you know, the certification from the, the U.S. Green Building Council. We built the first lead platinum commercial winery in the world. Why? So, it's uh, that was kind of an interesting process, actually. That was just part of the construction process. That lead certification came after, so we went back and looked at what we had actually done during the construction process, oh, really? and it qualified with, with a few tweaks. Um, and we're doing it again, actually. We're building a new winery in Alexander Valley that also we expect to be lead platinum certified, and that is with full intent. We're we're designing the whole construction process around that. We're talking with Nate Weiss. He's director of winemaking at Silver Oak Cellars. Sorry. Go ahead, Corey. Sorry. Well, no, I, I, I think it's curious. So Alexander Valley, also an interesting sort of decision for you guys to go up there. Um, uh, that's sort of up north Sonoma County. Carol, if you can get sort of bearings sort of uh, north and west of, uh, of Napa Valley. Um, uh, but different environment up there. And, and what, what are you going to grow up there? Same kind of grapes? Well, we've been growing grapes there since the beginning, since 1972. Okay. It was actually the, the very first vineyard that the founders owned was in Alexander Valley. So we've, we've been there for 45 years. Okay. Uh, it's just time for a new we're, – we're building a new house, so to speak. So we're moving out of the old house into the new house. Um, it's interesting, though, with you guys so near Silicon Valley, you know, I'm just curious, you know, what kind of back and forth there is if you guys are going to, you know, visit. Oh, my God. Oh, so, wait, I haven't told this story yet Uh-oh. of the Napa wine auction, the auction in Napa last week on Saturday night. Um, it was full of tech people and a lot of tech money. And uh, one of the items, I'll let you, I'll give you one guess, Carol, what it went for. is It was a business class, not first class, for a couple to go to Japan, visit uh, one bottle of wine which wasn't listed what it would be, uh, a week in Japan with a tour of a couple different places and uh, two Michelin star meals. Want to get know what that went for? Uh, 20000 So, again, a, a week in Japan is basically what it is. 20000 a bottle of 30000 $720,000. Oh, my God. John Thompson, the chairman of Microsoft, runs up to me afterwards and says, Corey, can you believe it? He holds his arms out like to give me a hug. I'm a loser at 700000 
So that's that's where that's part of the effect of Napa Valley. I'm sure you see that money coming into the valley from Silicon Valley. We do. They, you know, tech people are very very interested in the wine business, both because it it is it seems simple in the sense that it's agrarian, uh, and we're very interested in what tech people have to offer and, and ways that we can get better. Besides the money. Well, see in here. Besides the money. What I really meant is that by having it proximity geographically close, if you're like go you know talking with Silicon Valley about how to change the way you guys make wine. Like if there's this constant conversation going back and forth. There is. You know, we we um, we based the ideas for the Lead Platinum Winery off of UC Davis, which I say were the first uh, commercial winery. They were the first winery ever. It was a research facility. And a lot of the ideas that they implemented came from uh, T.J. Rogers, who was a, a, a tech person. from Cyber Semiconductor CEO. Exactly, yeah. Almost insane. Wonderful guy. <laughs> Are we all? Are we all? So um, next time, Nate, you have to come to New York, okay? I, just, I would be happy to come to okay. New York. Okay, I'm just saying. It is a beautiful day here in San I'm in the second bottle now. This it's is the uh, Alexander Valley Cabs. This is fantastic. <laughs> you can taste a different dirt, oh, though. Yeah. It's, they're, they're, uh, you know, we, yeah. we like to think that wine tastes like the place it comes from. Uh, it ought to. Great stuff. Uh, Nate Weiss, thanks for coming by. And thanks for bringing the vino. Thank you. Yeah, thanks right. for bringing the vino. Not. <laughs> Just saying. we, we got to get our cross-country drink on here. Chris Jacomi, Paul Brennan. We have a great team here at Bloomberg Markets. And this is Bloomberg Radio.